Hello, this is Papa Tom again from the Father's Heart and Charisma Podcast Network, and I'm here with a, a friend of mine, uh, Jill Wanroth, who has a story to tell about her life. She didn't think it was an important story, but I know that God thought it was an important story because he thought that she was more valuable than she considered herself. So when you listen to this story, I am sure that you're going to find things in it that are really going to touch your heart. And you're going to find things that she says uh, that you'll be able to take away and it'll help you in your own relationship with God the Father. So first, let me tell you a little bit of background about Jill. Um, she's a nurse practitioner. She's uh, currently age 60. Beautiful woman now. She's sitting right in front of me. And um, she's on a sabbatical. Uh, at one point in her life, she was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. So she served our nation in the, in the armed services. Um, I met Jill sometime around May of 2019 in a home group church out in Leesburg, Virginia, and in a Bible study. Um, over the last 18 months, I've come to know her socially, and I, I also had a short time before I retired as a financial advisor to help her a little bit on her retirement plan. So I know her both socially and professionally, and um, have come to uh, appreciate her in person. She's, a, she's a, a person who stands up for what's right, and she has strength within her that uh, runs very deep. In fact, uh, she uh, reminds me a little bit of my sister, Maureen. But uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, today, what we'd like to go into before we talk about uh, uh, Jill's story is to um, mention that the, something the Lord put in my heart about being a patriot. Because um, not only has uh, Jill served our uh, country as a lieutenant colonel, as a patriot in the nationalistic sense of the word, um, but she's also a patriot in the spiritual sense of the word. And I, I bring that up to our audience by mentioning that the word patriot comes from the Greek word, which is patrios. Patrios means of the father. So think about that when we're talking about the father's heart. Who are those that are of the father? And when you think of, of the father, when you think of the word patriot, nationally, you know, people we know that are patriots. Um, I personally believe that Donald Trump was a patriot, for example. Um, and he's a patriot in more than just the way of uh, our nation, United States of America. I believe he's a patriot because he is of the Father and has an anointing upon him to express the Father's heart. That's the first thing the Lord showed me about him back in October 1st of 2016. But in any case, um, Jill, um, Jill and I had a chance to talk for maybe a half an hour before this show, and I found out much information that I never knew about her, um, including something that um, she told me just happened today with a uh, pastor friend of hers named Calvin Duncan. He's a, he's a life coach and he's pastor of Faith and Family Church. So Jill, can you tell us a little bit what happened today with Pastor Calvin? Uh, yes. So today, actually, I, I kind of had a meltdown. And uh, so I, I've been doing some life coaching with uh, Pastor Duncan since October. And today I, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of in a funk. And, uh, you know, we go through a discussion, you know, uh, you know, he does it. Uh, it's like a Christian based uh, 
John Maxwell version of, uh, of life coaching. So it's very beneficial in your life, in your spiritual walk. So, but at the end of it, after my, I was having a meltdown in, in my attitude, I was having an attitude crisis, but he said, because you really need to deal with your fear of not having enough of lack of doubt, uh, your worth and self-worth, uh, your self-worth and uh, your value as a person or a Christian. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it really took me back because another one of my uh, Christian friends uh, mentioned that same thing. You know, when you get in these heart-to-heart -heart, uh, conversations and then I was like, okay, God, uh, I heard it and it was confirmation. Uh, Give us an example of something you said to Pastor Calvin about God that about his being sovereign that uh, you think triggered some of this? Oh, uh, we, he was giving me, you know, three points. And one of them, the second one was expectations. And the third one, that God is sovereign. And, you know, I've been dealing with one of my, uh, my friends is dying yeah. in a hospital. And I was upset. And I said, so I said, you know, what do you mean expectations? Why have expectations when, you know, God does what the heck he wants to do because he's sovereign. And he was what like, what the hell he wants to do. And I said, what the hell he wants to do. And he was like, why are you speaking that way about God? Right. And so uh, then I went into the meltdown. And so, you know, tears and, you know, but uh, so we got to the nitty gritty. And so that's what happened today. And then coming here and then going back and my assignment was looking at those roots. What were the roots of my fear and my insufficiency, and uh, and you know lack of uh, self worth, even though I'm a very accomplished person, very accomplished, mm -hmm. but you, you wouldn't always know that. But these are deep rooted things mm -hmm. that, uh, and I, I, clearly I need to deal with them. But kind of looking back uh, and how they develop and how it relates to uh, my relationship and hearing from God, my Father. Yeah, well, um, that's so important. And we, uh, we talked a little bit about when he said that to you, I started asking you questions about your history and when you went back and um, when you were a little girl growing up. And you told me that uh, when you were seven years old, uh, you had realized that um, there was incest happening in your family mm -hmm. and that you were sexually abused by your brothers. Two of my brothers, yeah. Two of your brothers, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, that brought in shame and fear into your life. And uh, that was a horrible thing to happen when it happened at seven years old. But um, even beyond that happening, you also began to tell me a story about your background of your father, uh, or actually about your mother and what you found out about um, who she was married to and the man who was actually your father, which is Dr. Von Roth. And uh, why don't you tell us, the audience, a little bit about what you told me about that, that background. Sure. So, uh, it, you know, my mother came from a, uh, a background of not having enough. It was kind of, she was a Depression-era baby, 1930. So she 
you know, she was fearful and they didn't have enough. And so she, she carried that with her, you know, through her life. And so, you know, when I was, uh, you know, conceived. yeah, when I was conceived, my mother was getting out of a, a bad marriage and, uh, was kind of, I was kind of, uh, an accident. yeah, oopsie. I was an oopsie baby. Oops. And, um, so that person was a, a, a physician, my, you know, who's my biological father. And he talked my mother out of having the abortion. She wanted him to have the abortion. She wanted him to perform the abortion. Because he was a doctor. Because he was an OBGYN. OBGYN yeah. yeah. So he and could do that. So he could do that. But uh, the story goes, she said, is that he, he talked her out of it and said, if he can three, feed the three older boys, he, what's a fourth baby he could feed me? So they opted not to do that. But being in the situation it is, they didn't abstain, didn't end up staying together. And I, I didn't find out about this till I was in my early 20s. So in the next year, my mother married, and uh, that was my stepfather, Bud. And uh, he was so happy to have an instant family, but it was a very tumultuous marriage and a lot of chaos with the older brothers. Let's clarify for the audience. Mm -hmm. Your mother had three boys mm -hmm. um, by a biological man she was married to. Yes. Then she got pregnant with you, yes. the fourth child, yeah. by Dr. Von Roth, who she was not married to. Correct. And he could have performed an abortion, so you potentially could have been aborted. But that didn't happen. It wasn't God's plan for your life. Yes. Right. right. But uh, Dr. Von Roth never married your mother. But you began to tell me certain stories about how cruel your biologic, or the, the man that your mother originally married, you said he was a businessman in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And he wouldn't provide for her and the family. And he wouldn't allow her to get divorced either. But tell us some of the stories about what happened between the, um, the husband, if you mm -hmm. will, or the father of the three boys uh, while you were growing up and you were the fourth child uh, but not his biologic he was not your biological father yes so uh for instance uh so he wouldn't he was very had a very good job with the president of the union uh, of a company there and he made it very difficult for her to get an abortion uh, i'm sorry not abortion a divorce because he knew a lot of the judges and attorneys mm -hmm. and my mother would put a garden in every year and then she would put the uh vegetables in the freezer where you unplugged the freezer and then you wouldn't pay the bills so they garnered my mother worked at the lab at the hospital so they would garnish her wages so here she was trying to feed three right. kids and she, then he would not only not pay for you he stopped your mother from being able to provide for you yes so it was uh it was not a good scenario for her and uh and then the next year my mother got married my stepfather now wanted to adopt me, but the other husband said no, even though he denied me and didn't want to pay. So that was another cruel thing. I mean, he was yeah. a whole series of cruel things. Yes. He wouldn't provide for you. He stopped the mother from providing for you. He garnished her wages, and he wouldn't allow you to be adopted. Right. How did that make you feel? Uh, it makes you feel uh, not good enough. Uh, you feel rejected and you feel a burden. You feel like you're 
bur- I always felt like I was burdening my mother because it was another mouth to feed, even though you know my mother loved me. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then when I was about seven, there was some incestuous, um, I don't want to call it behavior with two of my brothers, and um, and that to me it it has more of a psychological. Mm-hmm. you know shaming yeah. yeah shaming and uh you know you're embarrassed. something wrong with you yes so uh and unfortunately a lot of a lot of women actually children period have been sexually abused so uh those of you who have it you know mm-hmm. the feelings but um what else was I going to tell you? Yeah, you were going to tell me two other things that come to my mind. One was an expression that your mother made to you that you don't need a man, you don't, you don't need a family. Oh, yeah. So my mother was always like, you just, you know, you don't need a man. You don't need to get married. You, you don't need that. You just work and stay single, you know, get a good job and take care of me when I'm old. Tell the audience what happened when you found out that Dr. Uh, Von Roth was your father and you went to see him. Oh, I was so excited. When I was 23, my aunt spilled the beans and told me that uh, my father was this German physician. I was so excited. So I looked him up and uh, he really didn't really, he didn't really want anything to do with me. And uh, he was so skeptical, and he just wanted to know what I wanted. And that kind of, I was, my expectations were that he was going to embrace me, love me. And he didn't, and I was, I was devastated. And it, uh, it affected me for years, you know, thinking that I was going to, that's the other thing that triggered me about sovereignty, mm-hmm. you know, expectations. I just discussed it today with, you know, Pastor Duncan about expectations. And my expectation was that he was going to be so happy because I had become so successful. You know, I did school. I graduated. I, you know, I did all these things that you're supposed to do to be, you know, acceptable. Why do you think he didn't embrace you? I don't know. I, maybe because of the, I didn't need him. Well, earlier you said you he was afraid you wanted something from him. Well, yeah, he, he thought I wanted you know money, money or, or you know right. something. And all you wanted was his love. That's right. You wanted a father's love. I did. I wanted a father's love. And he couldn't give it to you. No. How do you think that affects your relationship with God, your father? Uh, I still struggle with it today. So it, it definitely affected my, uh, it, it colored all my relationships. Uh, and, you know, and, uh, but I see more now that uh, I just have to learn how to trust more. And I need to let go of those hurts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, it was so eye-opening because, you know, you think, oh, I've, you know, kind of dealt with some of this stuff. I'm kind of over it. And then it's bam, 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 right. right in my face today. How did it affect your relationship with men in your life? Uh, it caught, I had a jaundiced eye. Uh, 
I didn't think either that they would, the relationships would last or they weren't serious or, uh, you know, I was fearful that, uh, you know, that it would, it would not end well or it would end period. And so it was definitely affected me. You told me a story earlier when we were talking about the prelude about, I think you were 24 years old and you had a relationship where you were living with a man. Mm -hmm. And what happened with that? Oh, I, I met this man who was crazy about him, loved him. And uh, we had moved in together because, hey, it was in the 80s, you know, that was happening. And uh, I became pregnant. And uh, he didn't want it. And he was adamant that I abort it. Uh, so you see, um, so many experiences you had with your natural father, not the, I mean, sorry, the husband of your mother uh, when you were born who was not a good father to you and not a good husband to your mom. Then your natural father, Dr. Von Roth, was not a good father to you either. And now this man who you uh, lived with, he didn't want to be a father either. He just rejected child. So you've really been damaged at least three times, maybe probably more, but in major ways of relating to men and also relating to God, your father now. It's very true. That all being said, and all those issues on the table, if you could be transparent with the audience and tell us how you were able to resolve, um, how you were able to resolve some of these issues in your heart. You told me before that one of the saving graces was that you reconnected with a gentleman called Bud, who was the stepfather. Yeah. And your relationship with Bud was something that God the Father used to heal your heart. Tell us, tell the audience how he healed your heart. Yeah, this is a wonderful, wonderful thing that God did for me. So my stepfather and my mother divorced when I was uh, in ninth grade. And like I said, it was very tumultuous. They had a child together that was uh, mentally retarded, which is very stressful. And then the, the boys, so they ended up splitting uh, when I was in ninth grade, and, and my mother really didn't want us to have anything to do with him. Fine, you know. And uh, so living my life while my mother passed in 2017. And uh, I got a call from my stepdad. And uh, he was like, I, I they, they stayed friends, you know, they would talk once a year or twice a year. But he said, she didn't answer the phone. And she he goes, I'm calling to see, you know, is your mother okay? And uh, is there anything that I can do to help? And so we, he ended up helping me with her funeral plans. And uh, I, I flew in to uh, see him. And it was amazing. He was, he, it was like I knew him like on a, a, as a, from an adult level, but he was still my stepdad. And he told me, he was like, I always loved you. He goes, I have a daughter from my first marriage and I love her. He goes, but you, I wanted to adopt. I chose you, but because I couldn't adopt you, it's irrelevant. I chose you. And we have become so close. It's just been absolutely amazing. And he even put me on as well. And my dad, he's now 94, this is three years ago. He's now 94 and it's like, I can't wait to spend time with him. You know, we have so much time together. We're like, we just share and do things together. And it's amazing. It's an amazing relationship.
tell the audience what your feelings were like when all your life you couldn't be adopted by him. But later in your life, he said he, in a sense, adopted you because he included you in his will. I think as an adult, I appreciate it even more, even more. You know, we are adopted into the family of God. Yes, we are. The Jews are the natural line, but God says he adopted us as his children. It's, it's very, very true. And uh, it gives you that feeling of love and belonging. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's just, it's irreplaceable. All of our podcasts and my books, Papa Tom's Tales, I encourage the uh, audience to uh, give gifts to, to children with. That's what they're there for are all designed to connect the hearts of people to the heart of God. Malachi 4.6, at the end of the age, I'll connect the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. And all the books are overcoming fear with the love of God. And we see in all of our lives, no matter what our walks with life, whether we're very successful in whatever career that we choose to do, right? Mm -hmm. We still have fears in our life and the only way we can overcome those fears is to uh, experience the love of God in our life, as Jill was just describing. She brought this entire life with her, almost her entire life, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's dealt with these subconsciously, as many people in our audience do in various different ways and forms from their life circumstances. But no matter what the life circumstances are, worry, anxiety, and fear can always and will always be overcome by the love of God as he expresses it directly to us or he expresses us through other people. So um, we would appreciate um, you uh, listening to our podcast. We hope podcasts. We uh, trust that you'll get something out of this that will be beneficial for your life. Um, so we're signing off right now. Uh, Tom Clark, The Father's Heart. Thank you very much.